Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And today I'm going to be joined by a very special guest. I'm going to be joined by Rudy Campos Jr., who's joining me here in studio. And we're also going to be joined by our friend and colleague, Coach Gio. So how's it going, Gio? It's doing great here in the Carolinas, Joe. There you go. You survived the, the hurricane, it looks like. Well, to be honest, Joe, uh, compared to what the media was showing, I was not getting any flooding or any rain. <laughs> well, I guess so, it was the fake news then. Well, well, what the problem with the news is they keep showing one area, but I don't live in the you know the, near the coast. I live more inland in Charlotte. Oh, but I got you. People kept calling me saying, are, "Are you flooded? Are you flooded?" I'm like, "No, I live inside." All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this great upset that we had today in the Texas TCU game. Texas got the win over TCU. I believe the final score was 31 to 16. A lot of people were picking TCU to win this game. Unfortunately for them, the Longhorns came and rained on that parade and got the convincing win. Uh, this game was over, man. I mean, the, the Longhorns had their troubles, but they came back and they came back strong and they they put in a showing against TCU and they won this game. So let's go ahead and get your thoughts, Rudy. What did you think about this game? It it was a very surprising game for me. You know, I did not expect Texas to come out and win. I figured TCU was going to roll all over them. Uh, you know the the thing that I was surprised with was for two weeks, the first two weeks or so, I had said on a lot of a lot of time Texas. You know they. They basically played like burnt asshole, in my opinion. And then now today, everybody's calling burnt orange, burnt orange, burnt orange. Well, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yes, they did upset TCU. Yes, they did look really good. But it's it's not the it's not the victory that Texas needs right now. That's supposed to happen in two weeks, which is against Oklahoma at the Red River Shootout. But the I feel that they may even overlook because they got this victory. They may overlook next weekend's game against Kansas State and Skeletor himself, Bill Snyder. So I'm saying pump the brakes. It was a good victory. It was a good moral victory. Don't overlook K-State. Get ready for OU. You come out the next couple of weeks with two more victories, I think Texas will actually make some noises this year in the Big 12. All right, so what's your take on this, Gio? What did you think about this Texas-TCU game? Well, you know, I thought it was a big, a big win for Texas, you know, Offensively, they played very, very solid. You know, Sam Eller had uh, 255 yards. He had a 65 QBR. No interceptions. That's the key uh, for Texas and their defense. They played very, very well. They caused four turnovers, uh, three INTs, one fumble. And for TCU, just consistency of the turnovers. The past few weeks, even against Ohio State, just not playing well. And Texas took advantage of that. Uh, it's a big win for Texas. Do I think they're back? Like Rudy said, no, not quite. We got to see them next week against Kansas State. You know, they also have Oklahoma coming out, which is going to be a big game. Uh, but I think it's a big win for the program to get them heading in the right direction. Uh, so we have to wait and see. But uh, I thought it was a great win for them. Yeah, I think it was a good win overall because I mean, this uh, is moving Texas in the right direction. Their quarterback has been looking great. It's you know, especially when they had that that upsetting win against Maryland in the opening the opening game, it looks like he's gotten better every game after that. So it's it's interesting, you know, now that they're putting a couple of wins under their belts now and they have these back-to-back -back wins. Let's see what happens when uh, they're going to play Kansas Kansas State, which is one of the teams that has given them fits 
over the last couple of seasons. Um, that's that just seems like a team that they just can't get over the hump for whatever reason. Kansas State has their number. Um, we'll let Rudy talk to you more about that and share his views on that. Yeah, you know every every season with Texas and Kansas State, it just seems like Texas can never get over that hump. K State, you know Bill Snyder in particular has had Texas's number every single season. In my opinion, they're going to be in Manhattan this weekend. You know they're. I think this is that game where Texas fans that are on top of the bar stools, they're going to get that bar stool kicked from under them. I mean, K-State is not a gimme. It's not, you know, it's not a, a, a guaranteed victory at all. So I think you're going to see a lot of Texas fans who were actually on the ledge uh, on the bridge getting ready to jump into Lake Travis after the first <laughs> couple of weeks. You know, now they came back down. They put one foot down on the highway and now we're going to go into K-State, and guess what? That foot's going to go back up on the bridge because this victory, I think, like I said, this victory with TCU was a good victory, but I think it expects everything you hear now is OU, 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 especially tonight because OU, basically uh, tonight OU uh, beat, or beat Army, but they went to overtime, so they're like, oh, they don't look good at all. So they're going to overlook K-State. Bill Snyder, the Skeletor of the Big 12 this guy has been beating Texas's ass for a while, and I think it continues next week. Yeah, he's got their number, that's for sure, man. And what do you think, Gio? You think the Longhorns are going to be able to continue their winning ways and get a win over against, you know, over there against uh, Kansas State? It's going to be tough, man. You know that environment there and a, a team they play very well at home. Texas is going to have to cause turnovers like they did today. They're going to have to pick some pick some balls off, some fumbles. They're going to have to come into this game really hanging on all cylinders. If not, this game potentially could get out of hand very early if Texas uh, starts off. Yeah, and not only that, but um, right after the Kansas State game, they're going to have the Red River rivalry, and they have well, OU. So, But OU did almost lose to Army, so hey, you know what? <laughs> it is what it is on that end, man, but sometimes that's the way it goes. You know, you have yeah. these teams that have no business even being in contention, you know, and all of a sudden – Virginia Tech today, so I mean anything's possible. Yeah, I was watching the Georgia Tech game and that one got ugly quick. <laughs> yeah, that that was Georgia Tech. You know they're still back in the forties. They're running the wing T. They run the option offense, and at this point, when you're in, you know you're in the ACC, I think it's time to switch some uh, switch coaches over there at Georgia Tech. Yeah, that is true. So moving on, we're going to talk about another subject. We're going to talk a little bit about the Spurs. We're going to talk specifically about <clears throat> some comments that DeMar DeRozan made uh, against his old team, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, my friend Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio had an article that he wrote about that earlier this week. Uh, DeMar DeRozan made some comments, uh, and it was I guess he was just having some fun in reference to his old teammate, uh, Serge Ibaka. He was saying that when Toronto goes and plays, well, when the Spurs play Toronto over in Toronto, when uh, DeMarcus returns home, uh, he's going to drop 50 points. He guarantees he's going to drop 50 points against his former team. It doesn't have any beef really with the players. It has more to do with what happened, you know, t with people in the front office. But either way, I like this trash talking DeMar Rosen. I like his, uh, the, like he's playing angry. He's playing with this chip on his shoulder. And, and I don't care, like I had mentioned before, if he even drops 50 points a night or he drops 50 points, period. Mm -hmm. 
The only thing I want to see is I want to see him dunk on the fake number two, which we will not repeat his name. The former player that used to play for the Spurs and had a, a fake injury and, and decided him and Uncle Dennis needed to go to a, get shipped off to NBA Siberia over in Toronto. So I just want to see him get dunked on. That would just make my game. I don't care if the Spurs win. I just want it to be the dunk of the night where I see DeMar dunking on the fake number two. Uh, what are your thoughts, Rudy? Yeah, you know, I don't have any problems at all with DeMar making these comments. He says he wants to go out and drop 50 on Toronto. Buddy, I need you to drop 50 on every team in the NBA night in and night out. Play with that chip on your shoulder. Don't just do it against Toronto. Screw Toronto. I mean, Toronto's just, you know, the the bag of crap that you put outside your house before the trash comes out. So that team's horrible. So don't just do it against them. Do it against everybody. But, you know, what this does is this adds another dimension to the Spurs roster, Spurs team in general. That whole franchise, we've never had a superstar player that has had a mouth. David Robinson never talked any shit. Tim Duncan was quiet. The fake number two was absolutely quiet. So now we've got that superstar to come in and says, you know what? I have an edge. I'm, I have a chip on my shoulder. I'm going to drop 50 on them. I'm going to come in, play pissed off. That's what we need. That's something the Spurs have never had. And this is something that the Spurs fans have always wanted. Ever since the days of Dennis Rodman, when he came in and he played with that you know, chip on his shoulder, he had that attitude. We miss days like that. And I'll even throw in Antoine Carr, if you remember that guy. Oh, the big dog. Uh, yeah, he had a he had a nice little mouth on him, too, I'm sure. So did Frank uh, Burkowski, man. Yeah, plus you have Rifleman, Chuck Person, too. Yeah. So you've had guys, but you've never had the superstar to do this. And like I said, drop 50, and I'll do it for me, DeMar. I know you listen to this radio podcast. You, I know you do. I want you to punch the fake number two square in the nuts for me please just one time i don't think he has any dude i think uncle dennis has them well even if uncle <laughs> dennis has them at the end of the night grab uncle dennis's backpack and just stomp on the backpack till you get to the nuts i will take you to ruth chris on my on my dollar sir if you can just do me that one favor all right and your thoughts geo on the comments of demar Rosen. well before i get to that you guys keep saying the fake who's the road number two no, Jaron Jackson. <laughs> you remember Jaron Jackson? No, I know. Yeah, he hit those threes. Uh, I think back in 1999 against the Lakers, he was yeah, bombing them. But uh, you know, I don't really have any issues with uh, what Rosen said. You know, he has a bit of an edge, and the Spurs need that right now. They need to have some player on that team have a little edgy, because especially we have someone on the team called Spirit Hands. He definitely doesn't have any edge. So. Reference Paul oh, Gasol. Yeah. Paul Gasol reference. So we definitely need that. And you know what? I hope he comes out this season and really every single game is focused and really puts up even better numbers than what he had last year with the Raptors. Uh, you know, he's he's a player that can get to the basket. He does need to work on his jump shot a little bit more consistently. But overall, whether he drops 50 or not, I love what he said. And it can really bring the team together as, you know, it's a tough Western conference, man. I mean, this is a brutal, I mean, this is the murder roll. You know, this is a, a tough stretch and uh, we need all the hope and edge we can get. And that's why you send that sissy East so he can have it easy. <laughs> Toronto's a nice city. I like Toronto. <laughs> Toronto's nice. Toronto's nice this type of year. It's nice and cold. Well, it's going to be getting nice and cold. So the fake number two will, will be freezing over there. 
with uh, with Uncle Dennis. I'm sure that the rest of the family will be in tow as well. So whatever, man. I wish him the best. Good luck to you, man. Hopefully you. I don't. Hopefully you you, think- you land on somebody else's foot again. <laughs> If the Grizzlies were back in Vancouver, would the Spurs even send him even further out to Vancouver? Oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> be going out there to play with big country? Oh, God. <laughs> He'd be the coach. He'd be the coach, the Vancouver big, Grizzlies. Man, big country is like, that oh, was that, a horrible guy. That was horrible. <laughs> and how far that is, I mean, compared to Toronto. I mean, it's way. You know, we, speaking of NBA bus, biggest bus, would it have been the guy that they, uh, they drafted the one with the stash. What was he? The one that played for the the Hornets, Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison or oh, Big Country? God. Oh, start well, Big the, Country. Start the poll now. Did. Start the poll now. <laughs> well, Big Country did have a year where he, I think he averaged sixteen points a yeah. game. I think oh, that's you know, that's decent. But Adam Morrison, that was a straight Adam, just hot. Yeah, hot. you know, Adam Morrison had the potential, and I say potential. I don't think he cared, dude. To yeah. And that's what I'm saying. He had the potential to be a good basketball player in the NBA. But when he got drafted, he took a big sigh of relief and he dropped the biggest crap in the toilet. <laughs> and that for some reason, his whole basketball talent dropped in that toilet with him because he sucked when he got to the NBA. This guy was a this guy was a Dirk Nowitzki type player coming out of Gonzaga. And I mean, we didn't get Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, we got, I don't even know what the hell we got. When you I got a fake stash. Out. You got a fake yeah. mustache. And he couldn't even pull the mustache off. That's sad. Yeah. yeah, you know, he had a great shot at Gonzaga, but when he came to the NBA, he can't create his own shot. So the problem is you can't create your own shot and your shot's not falling. What are you going to do? And that's, he was pretty much on the bench. Um, and that was also another Michael Jordan pick that was a disaster as well. Kwame Brown. Yeah, Kwame Brown. That was the worst one. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so we're getting off topic. I'm going to reel you guys back in, <laughs> and we're going to start moving on uh, to our next topic, and this is going to be NFL. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about some NFL action, and I'm looking Cow- forward to seeing the Dallas Cowboys go up against the Seattle Seahawks. I know Odd Shark, when I looked it up, they had the Seattle Seahawks winning that game. I don't know what the prediction was, but I have to look it up for you guys. But we had some other interesting games. One of the Europe teams is going to be playing uh, the last the Los Angeles uh, Chargers or uh, the Rams Dang. are going to be playing the Chargers. Should I say? <laughs> who the you Rams? Rooting? Yeah. Who are you? Who are you? Choo- <laughs> who are you rooting for? Don't be a homer. I'm rooting for the Rams. Come on. Oh. <laughs> but you're wearing a Chargers jersey. You got me confused. <laughs> <laughs> you have an Aaron Donald Chargers jersey. He does. Right. <laughs> it was that picture you got hanging on the wall, Gio. Come on now. <laughs> that's, no Chargers yeah. for me. No Chargers. That, that's the best game of the weekend. You know, the Chargers and Rams. Chargers and Rams. Yeah, that's that's the best nah, game of the weekend. No, the best game is going to be Seattle and Dallas, man. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what Odd Shark says. Who's going to win that game against the Cowboys? The Cowboys versus the Seahawks. I believe they had the edge going to the Seahawks. Yeah. Predicted score, Seahawks 20, Cowboys 17. What separates this victory, this, the Cowboys from victory, is a field goal. <laughs> so I hope it doesn't come to that because if it does, you know, I'm, I'm going to give the edge to, to Seattle. But we're going to have some other teams playing. One of the other teams is going to be your team, Rudy, Atlanta. 
Yeah, my former team, the Falcons, which if y'all haven't heard yet, uh, I suspended my Falcons fandom because of one Matt trash can Ryan. As long as he's a the quarterback for the Falcons, I am not a Falcon fan. Once he leaves, I'll be able I'll come right back on to being the Falcon fan that I've always been. But right now, that guy is so horrible. I don't I don't even want to get into it, Joe, because I want to keep it as clean as possible tonight for your your fans at the Two Shots podcast. Let's just say Matt Ryan. I wish that you would just be thrown off of a, the tallest bridge. And so you're you're comparing uh, Matt Ryan to a, a Tomo, Tony Romo esque player? No, no. <laughs> Tony Tony Romo is like Joe Montana compared to Matt Ryan. Oh I, man! You know what? I'm gonna say this. If you were to ask me right now, Matt Ryan or Jamarcus Russell, I'd put a Jamarcus Russell jersey on. Well, let me ask you: Would you take Would you take Ryan Fitzpatrick I over take, Matt Ryan? I will take Fitz Magic and that oh, chest hair. Oh my god! All day, and the beard, the beard, the chest. I'm actually gonna <laughs> grow my beard out because I already have the chest hair. So I'm gonna grow out the beard and see if I can pull off the Fitz Magic look. Come on, Jamarcus oh, Russell. God. Yes, Jamarcus Russell. That's how bad I hate Matt Ryan right would now. Would you Would you take RG three? I would take RG three in a heartbeat over Matt Ryan. <laughs> I hate Matt Ryan right now. Matt Ryan, you are the epitome of shit, sir. You know what to get Rudy for Christmas, right? We're gonna get him a oh, <laughs> Matt <God>. Ryan jersey. <laughs> No. And please. as soon as he wears it, they're gonna start winning. They're gonna go to the Super no. Bowl. I can't no, I can't. I cannot do that. No. Oh, we got some other we got some good games coming up. You got a Buffalo, Minnesota game, which I'm not gonna be watching. That's trash. <laughs> you have a Cincinnati, Carolina game, man. Eh. Denver, Baltimore, eh. Green Bay, Washington, that might be interesting. Indiana, Philly, yeah. And then you have the worst game, I think, of of, of Sunday football. New York Giants versus versus the Houston Texans. No, thank you. <laughs> well, here's a question. Before you get to the rest of the games, will we have another tie? Oh God, man. They need to do something about this tie nonsense, man. Yes. It's you're talking about professional football, man. There shouldn't be ties in in professional football. You should play until somebody scores. Yeah. You know, if neither team scores, it's kind of like sudden death. I think that's how they should just have it. Period. It's just the first team to score, whether it be a touchdown or a field goal, that team wins the damn game. That's how it should be. That's how it should be played, in my opinion. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you still have a tie after overtime, then you know what? Go to the coin. Flip a coin. <laughs> Flip a coin. Tells rock, paper, team, scissors. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, whatever. You know, first one to blink. Anything. Just give me. Just don't give me a tie. Have a good old Mexican standoff with the chancla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Five wax at the piñata and see whoever cracks it first. All right. Well, we do have some good games, like I said, coming up. You're going to also have, I believe, uh, was, I, was it Oakland and the Miami game? And then you have mm-hmm. San Francisco versus the Chiefs, Kansas City. And then on the it's going to be Tennessee and the the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who's playing on Monday night football? Let's see That's who it is. Pittsburgh and uh, Tampa Bay. That's Tampa. going to be a good one. Yeah, that one's going to be a good game. And then you have the Thursday night game, and that's going to be Minnesota versus the Rams. Who do you got, Gio? We actually lost a game last year against Minnesota, but uh, they're a good defense. I give them that. All right, so keep an eye out for your 
your favorite games coming up on Sunday and on Monday. Uh, Thursday night games, I mean, this one looks like it might, it has a potential to be pretty good. But, you know, going back to history, I mean, Thursday night football games are usually boring. I don't know why they have a game on Thursday night, period. Maybe they should, they should switch it to a Friday night game. I think it'd be better. It'd be on a weekend and give people time, you know, an extra day to drink <laughs> before <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I used to have Saturday games a few years ago, but uh, yeah. yeah, they still do. And it's around like week 16 and 17, I think. Yeah, why don't yeah. they do Friday night? Do a Friday night. Well, game. that's high school football. You can't, you cannot put it on high school football night. Oh man. I, I wouldn't know, watch. Man. I would not watch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's right. That's not going to work. No. All right. Well, moving on, we're going to go ahead and talk about this new Joker screen test that they put out earlier this week showed actor Joaquin Phoenix is going to be playing the Joker in the upcoming movie. Now I saw it and all the nerds, you know, they were all going up in arms about this. They, they got all a little wet about it. And I'm just like, I wasn't impressed, you know I mean? Yeah, it looked cool and all, but I need to see more. I need to see a trailer. I need to see something, not just a man standing in front having images projected on his face but actually in action, what are you going to bring? What's the director going to be putting into this movie? Joaquin Phoenix as an actor, he's a great actor. There's no discounting that. The only thing is with me, I'm just going off the history of the DC movies. DC, when it comes to live action movies, is horrible. When it comes to video games, when it comes to the, the cartoons that you see, I mean, they, they got that pretty much you know, all to themselves. They're beating in Marvel in, in that regards. But when it just comes to live action and movies and putting you in, in this, you know, the DC cinematic universe, it, it's just lacking to me. I'm, I have hope that this Joker movie is going to be like the movie that I've been waiting to see, a, you know, a decent, uh, actually a decent DC movie uh, being made. I, I have hopes. I just need to see more. I'm already tired of being let down. You know, kind of like, uh, I guess, Rudy is getting let down with Matt Ryan <laughs> in Atlanta. So, I mean, I feel his pain. But what were your thoughts about this movie, this uh, screen test, Rudy? Well, you made the comment earlier about how the nerds got wet and everything. I'm not going to lie. I'm a pretty big nerd. I know uh, our buddy Jeff Garcia is a pretty big nerd as well. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Joe, on your show. I'm telling you flat out my first opinion on it. I was full chub when I saw it. Oh, man. Full chub, <laughs> standing at attention. Why? Because I got a little teaser of the Joker. It didn't look anything like the normal Joker for DC. And yes, I agree. DC movies in the past, with the exception of the Dark Knight trilogy, have been crap. But it's something about the nerd in me that I get to see, you know, the, one of my favorite characters, whether, you know, it's a Joker or Batman or even Deathstroke, whatever. But knowing an actor like Joaquin Phoenix is playing him after coming off of, well, Jared Leto sucks, but before Jared Leto, we're talking about Heath Ledger who played the Joker and who played it did a marvelous job. I don't think anything marvelous is the word to describe it. You're getting the same type of actor like Heath Ledger in Joaquin Phoenix. That's the reason why I was full chub. And I honestly, when I say I was at full chub, that's not giving myself enough credit. I, I, it's like, I, Smoked a whole pack of cigarettes after that. I mean, it was just perfect for me. <laughs> so it was, uh, I guess it was worse than seeing Gio running across the screen bare ass earlier today. 
Oh no, no. yeah. <laughs> Seeing that, I, I was able to smoke one cigarette after but that. But if you want to believe it was Joe, go right ahead. <laughs> All right, but what did you think? You, I'm sure you saw the the trailer as well, right, Gio? Yeah, and I'm more of the line of well, not close too much to Rudy, but I didn't, you know, get that excited. But Walking uh, Phoenix, man, he has done some great movies. I'm not sure if he's won an Oscar yet. I don't think he has, but. Uh, he's had some great stuff over the past 10 years. Um, I'm really excited to see how well he does in this role. Uh, though the director, his best movie was uh, The Hangover, which was a you know funny movie, but can this director take this film to the next step? Because DC has not really, you know, Wonder Woman was, uh, you know, it was pretty good. It wasn't the best, but it was a decent film. Shoot, I'd, uh, let her, I'd let her save me any day. I wouldn't even resist. Yeah, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> you have, have y'all seen that Wonder Woman or well, the Gal Gadot where it's uh, it's like in first person or whatever? It's a video of her and she wakes up and you're like, she's looking at you in the camera and you're like with her the entire day. <laughs> oh, God. That, man, man I'm not going to lie. I went through like a whole bottle of lotion that day. <laughs> Just saying, I was I really asked you that day. Yeah, but you know, I think with Phoenix there and and a I'm whole and what a whole pack of shop towels. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really thinking that Phoenix will definitely take this role and take it up to the next level. Obviously, it's still early. We need a trailer, uh, but even looking at some of the photos that, that they took, um, I just think the way he delivers. I think the the directing could be a little poor, but I think he'll. He'll hit the home run. I'm hoping. And I think we all are hoping for a good DC film here. Yeah, hoping, uh, but I have I lowered my expectations when it comes yeah, to DC. Jared Leto, I didn't like that Jerry Little one. I, I just wasn't. Yeah. No. The, the, I wasn't sold. It's because the Joker was never a gangster. And that's what they made him. Yeah. You know, and, and that just it just didn't fit. Well, you know, he he was in one in a cartoon he was. But he wasn't the tattooed Gangster yeah, he wasn't saw, like but that, But he was man. a gangster in one of them. He wore the white suit. Uh, in well, you know, I can't remember well, which one it was. When I watched the little video and I was reading the comments on Facebook, a lot of people were so confused because they see Jared Leto is still the Joker, and I think he signed on for Suicide Squad 2. And people were like, well, how is he playing the Joker in that film? And then, But they have to understand this is a completely different kind of film that they're doing. You know, it's... It's basically like an origin film. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a, almost like a prequel, I guess you could say. But it's exploring a prequel from a different universe, yeah, you know, exactly. a different storyline. So you got a different storyline. Yep. Yeah, but, you got to uh, be a really big time nerd like us to understand that. You know, the the rather the the regular people that just go to the movies yeah. and just want to be entertained, they're going to ask so those I'm, questions. I'm kind of pumped. I I can't wait until next year to come. Uh, no point intended, but. Um, yeah, and then another trailer dropped, which I thought was was great. I, I got excited. I, I liked it. I thought it had a lot of potential. Was Captain Marvel? It dropped on Tuesday uh, during Good Morning America at eight o'clock, and it looked fantastic, man. It was set in the '90s, which is my favorite decade. Uh, I was a teen in the '90s. That tells you how old I am. But I mean, it was it was great. I, I thought it had a lot of potential. They they finally showed the scroll. We're gonna see uh, Ronan uh, make a return back. And we're going to see, I believe, Star Force. So it's it's going to be pretty pretty interesting to see all these things come to light. Because me as a as a 
a big time nerd that just, you know, I read nothing but Marvel comic books when I was a kid growing up. And now I get to see these obscure characters come to life on the silver screen and I'm excited for it. So it looks like they're going to be knocking this one out of the park. And I hope that it ties in very well with the next Avengers movie, which is going to be Avengers part four. And what do you think, Rudy? Yeah, I like the I like the Marvel the Captain Marvel uh, trailer. I really did. Um, was it? What did it blow our minds? Not really. I I've liked the Marvel movies. They've. I thought it was Marvel a good movies, teaser. Yeah, it was a good teaser. I want to see a little bit more. I want to see more of the scrolls involved because I've always wanted to see the scrolls on the big screen, and now we're getting them, and that's what I wanted to see more of. I want to see more of how the scrolls are going to play a part in this whole movie. Um, the, the trailer was good. Every Marvel trailer that comes out is good. Every Marvel movie that's come out with the exception of Guardian of the Galaxy two, uh, they've all been good. Part two of Guardian of the Galaxy was kind of crappy, you know, but we won't get into that, but yeah, I, I like it. I'm excited for it. I'm sorry. I'm a DC guy. So I, I get more, uh, I get more excited for DC than I do Marvel. And I, I know there's more Marvel guys out there, but I, I love DC Joker, Deathstroke, those guys. So I'm excited for, for the Captain Marvel movie. I want to see how it does tie into the Avenger, uh, the Avengers Infinity War, especially because it is set in the 90s. So I want to see how at the end, how they, I guess, jump to the uh, Infinity scene and all that stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you could take out of this particular trailer and just, you know, speculate and see how it's all going to tie in together. But what, what were your thoughts when you saw this, Jill? You know, I... That was very interesting, uh, you know, to kind of get a different character that a lot of normal people don't really know about. Um, you know, is very well put together, and I think just like every other Marvel film is going to be pretty good. Um, I would love to get a Gambit film, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess Captain Marvel will, you know, that will do. But um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was well. Yeah, we can always dream, maybe. Now that, you know, Disney has picked up the Fox, you know, studios that will 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 probably have some inkling of maybe some of these other, you know, obscure characters having some type of film uh, being made or tie in with the cinematic universe. It would be great. I'm sure everybody could see the X-Men somehow tie in with this next Avengers movie. I'm sure everybody would be ecstatic and it would lead into even more movies and more crossovers. I think it would, it has a lot of potential, but we're just, you know, getting excited and ahead of ourselves. I think we're still maybe, <laughs> maybe many years away from that happening, maybe like five or six years away. So it'd be interesting. Me personally, I want to see him make a movie of the brood. I'd like to see them on, on, on the screen sometime, you know, that'd be, be cool to see, see the X-Men or see the, you know, see them brought into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in some capacity. I think that would be cool. Yeah. But eh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm just looking forward to the next movie. But uh, we're going to go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots podcast. And we're going to go ahead and before we end the show, give everybody a chance to let you know where they can you can find all their great content. Where can they find you at and all the great things you got going on over at the Rated R podcast? Yeah, guys, Rated R podcast. We've got a Facebook page, the Rated R podcast page. Uh, we're on Twitter at rated underscore our podcast. We're building the website, which is www.ratedrpodcast.com. Big thing we've got going on right now. It's actually going to start hopefully tonight, if not tomorrow. It's our going to be our first annual smash or pass babes of the year bracket. 
Oh, nice. So you guys are going to have the opportunity to vote. Would you smash or would you pass on the babes that we're going to be listing? Winner gets, obviously, the uh, rated R crown. So be looking for that. All right. And what about you, Gio? Where can they find you on uh, social media? To catch me on Twitter, uh, CoachGio56. You can catch me for sure tweeting all day tomorrow. And uh, you can also catch me on Two Shots Rated R. And I also have my podcast coming out very shortly. So Yeah, so keep an eye out for that. We're going to be having uh, Coach Gio with his own podcast coming out really soon. We're excited about that. And we'll let you guys know as soon as that happens. So for Rudy Campos and Coach Gio, I'm Joe Garcia. And like we always say before we end our show, spread the love, stop the hate. And be kind. We're out. Peace. Y'all have a good one.